0: Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Thanks for joining us for On The Pace on this Monday morning, a showcase edition of On The Pace, where we'll talk all things Harness Racing for the next half an hour or so here on Sky Sports Radio. and plenty to discuss as well across I guess a facets, a few different facets of the industry. I guess this morning, as Dave just previously alluded to, Jake Stockton, Robbie Morris and Chantel Turpin will be joining us over the next half an hour and plenty to discuss as well. It was a busy weekend, plenty of group one racing south of the border. We had uh, both the Australasian Trotting Championships and the Caduceus Classic run at Tabcourt Park Melton. We know that we're only a month or so out from that Victoria Cup and alongside the Victoria Cup races like the Derby and the Oaks, amongst uh, several other key features. So things are really starting to wind up. And as expected, New South Wales will have a big influence on that carnival as well. At Menangle on Saturday night, Jack Traynor had a a great night at the office. He was able to get the Quinella in the mayor's feature with Brave Kelly and also Town Echo. And he also had Blue Chip Delight win the opener. So hopefully for those who tuned in to On The Pace on Thursday, you were able to follow a few of those in the Black Prince. He won the open in 150 and seven so his regular driver Robbie Morris will be able to discuss that in, in a little bit more depth and the final of the carousel heats were also run so that $50,000 final to be run this Saturday evening with the fields and barrier draw to come out a little later this afternoon we also had Cowrie yesterday Stephen and Mitch Turnbull combined for a double Amanda had a driving double as well. And Peter and Travis Bullock also had a good day at the office. So their Carnival of Cups will be run next weekend with nominations closing on Wednesday. Trials tonight at Penrith. And there's a nice trial as well featuring the likes of Teach and Raider, Electric Eye amongst others. So we'll keep an eye on those results. And Newcastle race this evening with nine races uh, I should say this afternoon with nine races. The first gets underway at 12.57. Now, first guest this morning on On The Pace is Jake Stockton. And for those in the industry, you'll know Jake through his deeds as a, a breeder and owner. Well, he's on a pretty exciting new venture at the present time. And I thought it was a good time to catch up with Jake to find out a little bit more about that. And also, uh, he'll be able to help us out with a little bit of information when it comes to this upcoming breeding season. And I say upcoming, I guess it's already well and truly underway. Thanks for your time this morning Jake and for joining us here on On The Pace. How are you? Yeah good Brett, good yeah, all good down here. Excellent stuff. Tell us about I guess this exciting news and what's transpired over the last I would guess six months or so. We've always known you to breed quality young horses but I I guess you're stepping it up a a level this breeding season and going forward.
1: Yeah we're stepping it up. Um, We thought it was you know, the opportunity come up um, with Yerubi pacing stud being for sale um, and we thought it was a great opportunity um, without having to relocate the family and everything. You know, we were already in Wagga set up. Um, you know, we already had a, a smaller breeding operation going and going well and it was just the seemed the right time and, you know, probably a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to to purchase or, you know, to get a stud like this.
0: Absolutely. Give us a little bit more uh background into I guess your operation. You I think it's fair to say we're in a a, bo- a boutique uh farm there, but quality over quantity, I'm sure that yep. you'll be looking to transfer that quality, but maybe on a, a bigger scale now that you've purchased European. and it's also gone through a name change?
1: Yep, it's gone through a name change. Um now Wingate Farm. Um, yeah, and we, we still want to focus on the quality. We've probably, we've always probably only bred, you know, six to seven of our own a year, um, that we put through the sales and, you know, um, commercially. Um, but yeah, we're looking, we are sort of, um, purchase some more. We're looking to breed around that 20, 25 of our own, um, you know, do all that. Um, we've got four stallions that are still here standing on farm, um, and, and one also Fear the Dragon Frozen, um, But, yeah, we just sort of still want to keep it quality, um, not get too big. Um, Yeah, that's sort of what we're aiming at anyway.
0: The facilities there at European, I guess, the sheer size of the farm is significant. So you you mentioned that you're going to breed maybe 20 of your own, but I would expect that uh, you'll also be looking to continue in terms of outside influences as well? Yeah.
1: Well, well, at this stage, we've got about, um, about 100 mares booked in um, clients, mares outside, most of them will be to fold down and then to rebreed. Um, you know, and we're offering this year, you know, outside stallions, you know, that's fine. If They want to come here, they fold down. We sort of, they can breed wherever they would like to go. Um, so we've got that service here. So we've probably got around that hundred odd, I think, you know, if they all turn up, um, that we'll do on farm as well.
0: You spoke of the stallions, and I want to talk about them in a, in a little bit more depth shortly. But I'm assuming that the moves happened, and how's it, the settling in process going?
1: No, well, it was only last Thursday, which was the first of September, so it's been a bit of a um, been a bit of a whirlwind, just trying to work out the farm and the paddocks and the names, and you know, um, we're just really lucky that um, Roger Strong, the farm manager, has been here for. You know, the stud manager, former Yerubi, been here for 20 years. is just knows the place off the back of his hand. And, you know, we're really lucky that he's still here and um, to help me out along the way.
0: The Stallions give us a little bit of a rundown on who's sticking around Yorubi. I know Tintin in America is really one of my favourites and he's doing yeah. such a marvellous job. So I'm assuming he's still there and available yeah. to breeders this season? Yeah,
1: he's available. He's been saying that he's doing. He's going to do a really big book this season. On the back, um, His oldest progeny in Australia, a three-year-old. Um, and, you know, he's got some standout, especially three-year-old Colts at the moment, um, with Mahomes and Tim's a Trooper and Teddy Disco just getting beat the other day, um, you know, by Leap to Fame and track record at Tamworth. Um, you know, Brad Hewitt's got a good one, an escape artist. Like he's got some really good um, you know, really good progeny out of his first Australian crop, um, you know, which is on the back of what he previously done in New Zealand, you know, within we know everyone we'll know what the shartings and the like. But um, yeah, his first Australian crop we couldn't be happier with, you know, small numbers um, that he you know, that he got in the first season.
0: And who else is joining him this season and available?
1: Um, well, the new boy, we've got um, Be Happy Mac, who's been really, you know, really popular. Um, I think being a first-season sire and people always like something different, um, the Mac Free Sire Line, Sunbeach Mac Free Sire Line is the one that's actually, you know, that's firing at the moment. So he's been really popular. Um, Lenny the Shark's here. Um, and are We Needy, um just keeps... Turning out the winners too. So, um, you know, his three-year-old the other day won the, the Philly team were flare-up. So I think that was not her ninth career win as a three-year-old filly, which is a pretty good effort.
0: Great cross-section as well there for breeders to choose from. And New South Wales, I guess, have come to the party this season as well. In terms of incentives, it's, it's yep. a good time to breed in New South Wales. Oh,
1: well, it is. And I think that's really shown, well, it has shown through previous, well, you know, numbers that these boys had done last year. Like, I think they're up nearly double on what they might have covered last year in bookings already. Um and I think a lot to do with that. People ringing up, booking in. You know, that were sitting on a mare, had a mare in the paddock that they might breed every couple of years, or they're all sort of breeding their mares this year. Because um, most of my boys here are on the cheaper end of the, you know, they're in that three thousand and under mark, and they're sort of nearly getting a, a free throw at the stumps anyway with the, because um, you know these three colonial ones here are all eligible for the. They breed their mare, New South Wales. They're full twenty two fifty on offer. So I think that's just a brilliant idea.
0: Absolutely, and he is hoping uh, we see that continue. I guess your business and your operation is very much family based, and this will be a, a bit of a change for everybody. I know your young fella, particularly Jack, is super yep. hands on. It must be exciting, though.
1: Oh, it's great, and you know, that's what it's all about. I wouldn't, um, you know, they love it. Um, even Jess is getting more and more interested. She was never a horse person, but um, out here, she's just like a new lease of life, so. Everyone's excited, um, you know, and everything's going good. So we're just, yeah, hoping it just keeps rolling on.
0: Super exciting times. If yep. people want to get in touch to, you know, either, um, I guess, engage your services for the various options that they have now or, or book yep. a mare into a stallion, how's the best way to do that now?
1: Oh, well, even just give me a call. Um, you know, my number's on their website. Jump on the Wingate Farm website. Um, my number's there. Give me a call. More than willing to have a chat. You know, we can help people out with pedigree matches or, you know, anything they might want any advice on. We might be able to help. Just give me a call.
0: Excellent stuff. Well, thanks for your time this morning, Jake. We'll let you go. It sounds like you're very busy, but good luck this season and going forward as well. And uh, no doubt those results will keep churning out and best of luck with that new venture. It's very exciting.
1: Yep. Thanks very much.
0: Jake Stockton joining us there this morning of Wingate Farm. So formerly known as Yerubi Pacing Stud, we know... Uh, that Yoruba has had a, a long standing tradition and big influence on the New South Wales harness racing industry in particular. It's great to hear that it will stay as a standard bred operation and uh, going forward will continue to, to service the sport of harness racing. So get in touch with Jake if you want to have a chat about any of those stallions that we just spoke of or, or anything in regards to, to breeding and the like. Uh, he's got a great track record when it comes to producing star performers and no doubt that will continue into the future future and on a little bit of a bigger scale as well. Robbie Morris had a a great night at the office on Saturday night and I'm keen to chat to him shortly around not only that but also uh, the Newcastle Card of Racing this afternoon which he'll have a hand in and also Chantelle Turpin has mentioned earlier uh, she was able to prepare a new track record winner at Albion Park on Saturday night and you might be able to, to see him in the flesh in New South Wales very shortly in black dance. But firstly, Robbie Morris joining us. Thanks for your time, Robbie. And I would assume on your way to Newcastle, if not shortly?
2: Yeah, I, I'm um, just doing my last one on my way home now and then I'll be straight off.
0: Excellent. Well, we won't hold you up for too long, but a uh, good night at the office on Saturday night there at a Double. They're always nice to come by.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, everything sort of fell on its way. There was a few that were probably a little bit unlucky as well. So yeah, it was good to see Black Prince bounce into form for, for Roosters. They've done a really good job with him. And um, yeah, and Port Prince stepped out. And I thought he was a chance in that race, but I sort of wanted to see him take the next step and he, he seemed to have taken pretty good.
0: He seems a progressive horse, Portal Prince, and he'll have to step it up again on Saturday night in that carousel final. But uh, that was a, a tidy win, and I would assume, without looking at his sectionals, they'll be fairly sharp.
2: Yeah, well, that's right. Like he, he um, you know, for them, probably the first and second horse to break twenty-seven home over the twenty-three hundred. Probably the only horse to do it throughout the carousel heat. So, um, yeah, look, he seems to be um, getting better all the time. He's really adapted into the sort of Australia way of life. He's one of them Kiwis that's come straight off the plane and he just seems to have settled in really well.
0: And the Black Prince, he's a horse that you've had a great affinity with, a couple of Group 1s, but he could nearly be be racing as well as ever this preparation, 150 and 7. He'll be looking to defend his Lensmith Mile title in a few weeks, but uh, he's in in great shape.
2: Yeah, he is. um, You know, obviously... The whole team do a really good job with him. I only see him sort of when it comes to races, but he's, um, you know, he looks an absolute pitcher and I think he always gets better as his preps go on too. So for him to come out second up and go 50, I was a little bit, you know, not worried, but his section was first up but, but off the chart. So I didn't know if that would have knocked it out of him a little bit being the turned around, but he came out went 50 the next week. So, no, he was really good.
0: And just back a few days even further before we discuss today, Tim's a trooper. You went to Tamworth on Thursday to partner him in a Breeders Challenge Heat. He's a horse that you've already won a Group 1 with. What did you make of his performance? And uh, no doubt hoping that he can progress through to the remainder of the series. It's going to be hard to beat his stablemate this time around, leap to fame, but uh, he's still a horse that's never going to be too far away.
2: No, he was really good. I was actually... Never driven a horse that I was so happy with that ran third. Uh, you know, just one of them things. To sit one off the rail and, and go 54 and a piece around Tamworth, I, I, I'll I be honest, I, I don't think any horse will ever do it again. That, that leap to fame is just something else. But, um, you know, we stuck to our guns. And, you know, to sit one wide and, and sort of try and hold on to his coattails for as long as we could, I thought Tim's a trooper's run was outstanding. But I think leap to Fame's a freak. So he'll lose no... No, no friends there, that's for sure.
0: How did he miss out last year, Robbie? Leap to fame. Do we blame the driver?
2: I said that to Grant <laughs> after the race. He said to me, someone said to Grant, he's a good horse. And I said, I'd like to know how that idiot in Sydney got him beat that day. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I just think, you know, he probably didn't travel. Grant, Grant tries to tell me that he didn't think he travelled all that great, but I think Grant's just trying to not hurt me feelings too much. But, yeah, he just didn't. Now, the speed of an angle probably just caught him a bit off guard that day, but that's what I'm going with anyway.
0: Oh, well, at least you can say that you've sat behind him because I dare say uh, in the future he's going to win some pretty significant races. Let's discuss Newcastle quickly today. Sweetly spoken is you drive driving race four, but it's your first drive aboard this horse, so I guess uh, you'll be able to tell us more after the race.
2: Yeah, I don't know a hell of a lot. Um, Dan Morgan, who's a young kid from Newcastle, he drives pretty good in his own right and and his old man train this one, and he just sort of said to me the other day that he felt that just with him working it might just be being a bit lazy. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll jump on and see how it goes. Its form looks just okay, but it's probably in just an okay race as well.
0: Race number five, Tipping Point, the first of uh, your own runners, has had a, a few starts under the belt now, a two-year-old taking on uh, some older horses, but sometimes that's a right spot for these horses as well at this time of the season.
2: Yeah, look, she raced in a maiden at Penrith there 10 days ago and she sort of drew seven, got pushed four and five cents and she actually got home really good. Uh, The two-year-old just to the outside of me, it won last week. It goes okay. but um, And then I think there's a couple out wide that get into the race. Fairly good, Tiger Tommy, and I think there's another one just to the outside of it. I I think our filly's got a future, but, you know, like you said, sometimes these two-year-olds roll into these races, but... You know, I also think it's pretty hard sometimes when you, you're going into these races and racing horses that have had a hell of a lot more ring craft than what you have. But um, she's a progressive filly. She'll go forward early and she'll put herself in a spot.
0: Betters beyond in race number six broke the maiden a few starts ago. Sometimes it's a it's a hard step up out of that company, but uh, didn't go too badly last time out. So you've got a good draw.
2: Yeah, got a good draw, Barrier one. one. Um, the tree horse probably gets into that race pretty good. Um the is also, you know, we'll look to be positive on her. But, you know, I think if she can get a good little sit, she doesn't generally race all that good in front. She needs to be on a helmet. So um if we can get on the back of the three, and I think it'll take us where it needs to be, and she's a good H8 champ,
0: sure. Race number eight, please shut up, is looking to end a little bit of a, a run of outs. Has probably been overdoing things a little of late, and, Not helping a great deal in that respect, but back to the short course today, second row draw, a helmet to follow straight away. Are they a few positives?
2: Yeah, definitely. Sometimes his own worst enemy when he gets out in front. and He likes to get bowling, and he's sort of always got something sitting on his back that blouses him late. But, you know, from the draw, I'll be able to get him straight on a helmet. If I can get him to drop the bit and settle, which is sometimes a challenge in itself, um, I think he'll be hitting the line really strong. He's probably found the, the right sort of race for him.
0: And better to be tricky, can never be written off, no matter the the race or barrier draw. Can today be another case of that?
2: I I reckon it can for sure. I was actually really confident um, a couple of weeks back there and he had to be scratched on the day. He actually topped a bit of a kick on the float on the way up there. It's all superficial, but um, he's good to go again now. He probably, he likes his racing. He hasn't raced for a fortnight or three weeks, but um, he had a really good hit out here at home on Friday. Um, and I really think he's right in that race. I think you'll you'll see Tricky up outside the leader or somewhere positive, and um, he'll be bowling along pretty strong.
0: Is he your best chance today? I, I think he is. You know, he's
2: um, you know he's always – he never lets me down, and I, I don't think he'll let anyone down again today.
0: All right. He goes around in race number nine, better to be Tricky. Appreciate your time this morning. Robbie, best of luck today at Newcastle. No worries. Have a great day. Thank you. Robbie Morris joining us there for On The Pace. So it's been a a busy week, but I don't think there's ever not a busy week when it comes to the Lucky Lodge team. He's been here, there, and everywhere. Tamworth last Thursday, Menangle on Saturday night with a few other meetings in between, and Newcastle today. So keep it out for race nine better to be tricky one of the more consistent paces around so that's jake stockton and robbie Morris. i want to head north now to queensland to catch up with tell turpin because there's some whispers around that maybe the turpin mcmullen racing team will be heading south over the next few weeks and months because of course it is breeders challenge time and uh, they've got a few horses that could be targeting some of the feature races and one of them may even bob up later this week in a a heat of that Breeders Challenge. So Chantel's been kind enough to join us this morning. Thanks for your time, Chantel. How are you?
3: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: Very well, thanks. Let's discuss, uh, I guess, a a few of these stable runners because – A few of them are potentially bound for New South Wales. It would be silly to start anywhere else, but with Black Sedance, that must have been a a massive thrill on Saturday night to see him not only break his own track record of 150 flat, but also break that magical 150 mark. I dare say it's probably been a a little bit of a, uh, I guess, a a plan, and it's nice to see it come off.
3: Yeah, it is. Um, It's very rewarding that we've had him his whole career, and um, Pete's probably put a lot of work into him. Um, I know like just speaking to Riss Saturday night she said it's amazing how he is now from the horse he was like when she drove him as a two year old he was gangly and he couldn't really pace properly so it, it's, it's very
0: rewarding 49 and 2, did you ever imagine that sort of time would be going up on the board at Albion Park? I guess times are changing but still it seems quite ridiculous It does, I'm probably yeah I didn't probably uh, think it would happen but
3: Pete likes to go fast, so he's probably the one to do it.
0: <laughs> was it? Was it? I guess during the week, looking at the field makeup, looking at how he's been racing, that you thought it was a possibility, or was that a uh, Pete's decision to to go as fast as he could and see if he could break it?
3: Oh, as soon as the fields come out, Pete just said, "I'm going to break it." And I said, "Oh, I don't know if you can. I don't. <laughs> I, I think you might get parked." And I was a little bit worried, but um, no, Pete. Pete um,
0: he knew what he was doing. <laughs> He's always been a a lovely horse, this guy, but I think his progression, probably bouncing out of the carnival as much as anything else, has been quite stunning. He he raced very well throughout the carnival without a a great deal of luck, it must be said, but he seems maybe career best at the moment, the times say so. Is that what he's telling you at home and, and at the races as well?
3: Yeah, yeah, he's um probably he's he's a horse when he's in the zone he's really in the zone and he's at that at the moment um but he is getting better with age I think the carnival probably just helped him strengthen up a little bit and um, we've probably tried to dodge a lot of them races um growing up but um now he's at that level I think he has stepped
0: up a little bit. I'd have no doubt that the phone would be ringing from North America for a horse <laughs> I guess of 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 his stature and particularly. Uh, what he's doing now, it's hard not to, to take notice of. Do you think he's a horse that we're li- likely to keep here in Australia? It's it's never easy when they have to take on this top level now, and that's where he is for life. But uh, what are, I guess, the ownership's thoughts around that and your stable as well? Um, no, so
3: the owner knocked back um, a fair bit of money during the week. I, I, I was surprised that he did, but um, he said, no, he, he's worked hard all his life to have a horse that he can enjoy, so... Um, No, he's going to be staying here in Australia.
0: Excellent. That's great news. And there's a a likelihood that we could see him in New South Wales in the next couple of months. He's a great miler. So I guess the Lensmith Mile seems an obvious target for him. What's the the plan to potentially get him there?
3: Um, So we're tossing up whether to actually nominate him for the Vic Cup. Um, If we got a flight, we may take him there. Um, But he will... Obviously, probably go to the Lensmith Mile um, the same day as the Breeders' Challenge final. Hopefully, we have the two-year-old fella there and then um, he'll probably come back for the, the summer carnival up here and try and get that golden ticket into the Inter.
0: Well, he could have a, a very big end to the season, but the form that he's currently in, there's no reason why he can't be more than competitive in all of those races. Tell us a little bit more about the two-year-old that you just mentioned, Breeders' Challenge Time, and you normally have a, a nice juvenile, but this one seems to be a, above average. Whisper a secret, when can we expect to see it in, uh, in New South Wales? Um, so I'll head uh, down south this week and he'll be in
3: at Newcastle Friday. Hopefully he'll gain a start there.
0: Tell us a little bit more about him because he was great last time out, Tried up really nicely as well last week. So the opinion of the stable of his future? Um, No, we've
3: always really liked him. Um, We gave him a start early on. He had a few starts and then we um, had this series in mind. So we, we gave him a bit of a freshen up and
0: I brought him back just for this series. And he's progressing in the right manner. He, he seems to be a little bit of a professional as well. So what's his best asset at this point?
3: Um, yeah, he is, he's very probably, he's got good manners. So he's, um, he's my pet, really. Um, he's my horse. So he, um, he's very, very sensible for his age.
0: Well, hopefully he can progress through to that uh, heat on Friday night at Newcastle and, and then through to the remainder of the series. And whilst we have you here, we were just speaking to Jake Stockton a little earlier around the breeding side of the business, and it is that time of year. Yourself and Peter branching out uh, into the stud side of harness racing and the breeding this year, you're standing a rock and roll dance in Queensland. Uh, that performance by Black Dance on Saturday night uh, will certainly assist in the market of him, how has he settled into Queensland life and how are you doing with the, I guess, a, a new challenge?
3: Yeah, no, it's, um, it was, it's exciting. Uh, we're pretty excited about it. Um, he settled in great. He's, he's
0: actually really good. black. Um, like the
3: dance is crankier than him. So he's got the shampoo all the time. Pete shampoos him at least once a week and I think he's just loving the attention and not having other stallions around him. He's quite enjoying that.
0: How are his bookings progressing? And he's doing such a great job. He probably flies under the radar, but has he been well-received?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, just from Saturday night, actually, I had five mares booked in yesterday, so that's very exciting. Um, yeah, so he's uh, still got a few spots available, but, um, you yeah, know, they're they coming along nice.
0: And also just for our New South Wales listeners, just give us a really quick rundown on the benefits of going to a rock and roll dance this season. Standing in Queensland, uh, there's some some pretty decent bonuses on offer. So for those who aren't completely across it, uh, what do you receive if you end up with a resultant fallout of a rock and roll dance this year?
3: Yeah, so all dancers' falls um, will be the the cube rate eligible. So they'll get the 14000 for their first bonus. And seven and a half for their second
0: well that's a great incentive particularly for probably southern breeders because they'll be their own eligibility from where they are based alongside qbred so it gives them plenty of options and those bonuses on offer seem to be growing all of the time so who knows by the time this year's or next year's foals are, are two they the bonuses could be anything really so he's doing a great job of rock and roll dance and he's a welcome addition to the queensland breeding ranks and uh, I guess Black to Dance's deeds are, are certainly assisting that as well. Congratulations, Chantella, on Saturday night and best of luck going forward with Black to Dance. Hopefully we do see him here in New South Wales uh, and also whisper a secret there on Friday night. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you. Chantel Turpin joining us this morning, the trainer of Black's the Dance, who is Lens Smith Mile Bound, as well as that Victoria Cup, uh, which comes up just before. So he could have a, a busy time on the road over the next few weeks and months, but uh, he's certainly racing in brilliant form, and it would be exciting to see what sort of time he could run on that Bigman angle circuit as well. That's on the pace for this Monday morning. We've covered plenty of territory. Just another reminder about Newcastle's of racing. It's not all that far away. The first gets underway at twelve fifty-seven, so we're within two hours of the first of our monday fixtures i'll be back on wednesday morning to no doubt preview the remaining racing this week and also bathurst on wednesday night hopefully you can join us then